Christ's coming. It, 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 it's kind of, you look at it from three different perspectives. You've got the physical coming to Bethlehem, and, and then you've got the reception of Christ coming in our hearts as believers, and then the soon second coming of Jesus. You know, there's a lot of people who put Advent candles up in, in their home, but you know it's bad for a lot of people. It's just a candle they put up to get a warm fuzzy about Christmas. And so it's more than almost to look at, at, at the Advent candles. I'm going to tell you what they mean. I'm going to share with you a verse in Isaiah chapter 40, starting at verse 9. Actually, we'll read three of them. It says, O Zion, the brightest good tidings, get thee up into the high mountain, O Jerusalem, that bringeth good tidings. Lift up thy voice with strength, lift it up. Be not afraid, say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work is before him. He shall feed the flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. So here you see three different things about Christ. One, we know that he came to Bethlehem and the nations shouted, the angels rejoiced, and, and we saw that. And now we wait for him to return to where he rules. And he, he protects us and he brings his his his, his as it says here, it brings his his reward with him. And I, as I read this verse, I said, oh, what a powerful set of verses. This is where we get the, the, the song, and if you've heard, go tell it on the mountain. We get it from this set of verses right here. What do we tell people? We get a chance. world loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to be born in a manger. But you know what? He didn't stay in the manger. Amen. I'm glad he didn't. He, he lived a sinless life. He went to the cross because of you and me. And today's the, the kind of the beginning of that season as we celebrate Christmas and you see Christmas lights going up and you know I, I go in stores what's bad is getting harder and harder to find anything that has to do with Christ. And that's what this morning about the candles. And, and you know, I, I've seen them different times. I always wonder why they were the color they were, the things that they were. Each candle seen this morning and, and what we ought to have in our hearts this morning. The first candle is one of the purple candles. And it's out of For humanity, you sent his son for us, but not ten years on six and seven. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a name shall be called wonderful. The prince of increase of his God on the throne of David and upon his kingdom 
it with judgment and with even forever. The host will perform this. Coming. Born in, in, in a little pure little city. Except by. And you know, before he came, all the. In his coming. That's it's also called the prophet candle because of the hope that Jesus hope that should be in us because hey we know that he came. Hope is not wishful thinking. It's not confident Hope is firm reassurance or assurance that Jesus, who is as described in Isaiah, wonderful. The mighty God. Don't just you think about. It. He didn't just come to the manger. He didn't just come. The best of songs for this. He said, "God." Be present. removed and throw the mountains be carried off in the midst of the sea roar and be troubled though the mountains shall shake with the swelling thereof Selah. the the psalmist said hey it don't matter what's going on it don't matter how bad it gets god is there he he described physical things that we could see if if it got so bad that all the mountains fell flat. Guess what? Those problems you're going through, those troubles you have, God is still there. He doesn't leave you nor forsake you. A hope that we have. Let me tell you, the only way you can have that hope is to know the one, the wonderful, the counselor, the mighty God. Because if you don't, you have no hope. The world offers a false hope this you can have that but let me tell you something everything you can get the world offers will soon perish it'll go away you know people win millions of dollars with with the lottery and and then you read about you can get a brand new car and guess what as soon as you drive it off the lot it's not worth anything we 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 Try to hope in the wrong thing. The only thing you can have true hope is the one eternal thing, that's Jesus Christ. It's the hope that it's a, it's the way that God protects us, even in the world. Hope is the fundamental component of the life of the child of God. Well, you know, you think about it. Proverbs said this. In Proverbs 23, 18, it says this. For surely there is an end. And thine expectation. Basically saying this. There is a future. And your hope's not going to be cut off. You know, you, you might look and say, well, I just don't know about it. I don't know if I'm going to make it tomorrow. 
I don't know how I'm going to carry on. Let me tell you, if you got Jesus, you can make it. You can still make it. God put that in there. Job lost everything. But guess what? He still made it. God never left him. He was always there. Make sure you have your hope in the right things. Listen, you want to know how you can have the hope? Listen, listen to the words of Christ. In John chapter 10, verses 27 through 29, Jesus said this. That my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish out of my hand my father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand you know one of the things about the reassurance of Jesus Christ I know no matter what I do he's got me nobody can take found out about that that's even me when I do stupid stuff he still got me do I got you in my hand but my father's got you in his hand and when he said no man can pluck you he meant no man he even said even you stupid you can't do it you tried you tried to get away from me guess what he still loved and when I was like the prodigal son and I, I was down in the pig pen and when everything had failed and I was, uh, thought I was all alone, he was still there. And just like the prodigal son, when I came to my mind, I realized what I was doing was stupid. My father were there with outstretched arms to welcome me home. See, that's a hope that you could have as a child of God because he's there for us always. It is what we believe. You know, it's, it's the hope he'll do as he said to the disciples or was said to the disciples by the angels. Listen to this. In Acts chapter 1, verse 11, Jesus had been risen from the, the, the dead and his spirit. 40 days with the disciples. And they walked out of the city and Jesus ascended. And they're staring up as watching him leave. And the angel said to Galilee, Why stand ye gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus, which was taken up you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. You see, Jesus went to heaven, told disciples, have hope, because I'm coming back. He said, the same way he left, he's coming back. You want to know the greatest hope I have is at his return. He even told us he was coming. In the Bible, John chapter 14, when he says this in verse 1, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. 
In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. A place for you. Ain't that awesome? Listen to this. And if I go and prepare a place for you, receive you unto myself that where I am you may be also amen that's hope I know where I'm going amen he said he's got me a place prepared that'll give you a lot of hope he'll tell you when you got the hope you understand what the next candle is the next candle is the candle the peace candle Sometimes called the Bethlehem peace. It's reflected on the peace promise. The Prince of Peace. You ever think about the peace you could have in the eyes of a storm? Yeah, you know, I always think it's amazing. And so many people do and when Christians are going through things, how they can smile, how they can be calm. Why? Because we know the peace. And that second candle reminds us of that. In John 16, 33, Jesus said this, I have spoken unto you. That ye, or you, might have peace in the world. You'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. See, Christ said, hey, I, I, I'm give, you've got peace. Why? Because of me. Out in the world, you're going to have problems. But don't worry about it. I've already overcome that. You, you have peace because there's that I can't overcome, he says. Think about it. sometimes when you lose somebody, it's hard and it's rough. But it's like as David said in Psalms 23 where he says, The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not walk. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me for his name's sake. Then listen to this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. But when everything seems to be falling apart, know that God's there watching over and give you peace that, that nobody else can understand. As the Bible says, it's a peace that, that passes. You don't realize it's there until you can look back. You know, Paul said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, he said this. He said, now the Lord of peace himself, peace, always, by all means, with you all you know what really got me about that verse is that by all means sometimes you're in the middle 
problems you say I don't understand how can you have peace with all this going on but when you make it you can look back and say well you know in the midst of all that it wasn't that bad because I could see that God was there because a lot of times you're in a storm what are you looking at? you're looking at the storm you're not focusing but when you look back you say God was in the boat with me God was right there. He was walking on the waves right beside us. What's, what, what's a bad problem to you is under his feet. God is an awesome God, and you can take peace knowing that. That doesn't mean the waves weren't hard. That doesn't mean the wind wasn't blowing or the lightning flashing. But guess what? In the midst of the storm, he's right there giving you peace. Isaiah 12, 2 says this, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust. Now listen to this, this next part. God is You know what? That's a hard thing to believe. It's easy to say, but it's not always easy to believe. But the guy, but but the next part of the verse tells you how you can believe it because it says, "For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song; He salvation." See, He can got a strong person beside you. You know, you got it made. He'll He'll take up. He'll shelter you if that's needed. But he's always there. Do you trust him for peace or are you searching in the wrong places? See, that's the problem a lot of us have is we look in the wrong places. We have hope in the wrong places and we look for peace in the wrong places. Now we get to the, the next candle. It's the oddball of the four. And it's strange that it's this one that is the candle of joy. It is the joy of Christmas Day when the angels appeared and declared the birth to the Glory to God in the highest ought to ring in our hearts every day. It ought to stir our souls to think about the miracle of Christmas. And that happened afterward. He's here. He's here. How many of us have true joy this morning? You know, you know the problem with the world today be joyful without the one who created the world. You can't do it. You put on a false face, but let me tell you, if what you have hope, what you try to find peace in is what gives you joy and it's the world, it's going to let you down. And you ain't going to have nothing to smile about. You know, we got to realize that, that we've got the creator. Listen to what the psalmist said. He said this, it said, this is the day which the Lord hath made. 
Let us be glad and we will rejoice in this. Now you think about this. God made the day. Amen. This is the We will rejoice and be glad in it. How many of you woke up this morning and said, thank you for another day? Or did you wake up going, oh, well, be glad you're on the side of the side. You got another day. You got another day to be with friends. You got another day to be with your family. You got another day to smile. It's okay to smile. You can do it. Joyful because. How I many of you got joy in your heart? Let me tell you. to get out it's okay say amen it's okay to do things just be glad be happy we ought to be he's still there he's sitting at the right hand of the father and one day one day he's going to stand up one day he's going to walk out on the clock us home and all these things you've been worried about guess what you ain't gonna worry about it no more so be joyful be glad you know to the world we forget what god told us to do paul said it best in philippians chapter 4 verse 4 he said rejoice in the lord always again i said rejoice rejoice things going Fixing. Rejoice when things are going good. Be thankful. Ever, ever wonder how you're supposed to rejoice? Let, let, let's, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, that's what Paul said. The God of hope fill you, y'all ready for this? With peace in believing that you may abound in hope the Holy Ghost which indwells you as he told us in 1 Corinthians where he said don't you know you're the temple of the Holy Ghost so the Holy Ghost can give you joy if the Holy Ghost can give you peace if the Holy Ghost can give you power guess what let them out every once in a while. You need, you need to be glad you're child. We're ashamed to be a child of God. We go like the world. Guess what? Don't do it no more. Act like what you're born to be. You're you died to sin. In it. About it. Say, God, hey, I ain't much you. You see people smiling as you. You got the perfect thing to do right now. It's Christmas time. Just tell everybody you meet, Merry Christmas. Some people don't like it, but guess what? It's Christmas. Get over it. It's one time a year when the whole world don't understand what's going on, but there's something they feel. And if the church ain't being joyful, if the church ain't standing out, that's why that's why it stands out. Look, joy should stand out in life. Joy should be something that the 
people don't understand and guide. It should be a little bit different. That's why it's different. That's why it's something something that catches people out. You know, you think about this. You can be joyful because it tells us in the Bible, in, Isaiah, in, in Psalm 60, verse 10. Some of it's something. You got something. Today's the day to be obedient. James told us in James chapter 5, verse 13, he says, Is any. What that means, are you sick, problems, you got an issue, you're afflicted. And he told you what to do. Then he said this, the same, is any merry, any of you happy, then sing. Just sing psalms, let it out. Because those that are afflicted need to hear some joy in their life. You got joy in your life, go to somebody else and says, hey, let me pray with you. Let me lift you up. The fourth candle. Core. You see, you think about it, the Christmas story is all about love. We see it in the whole thing. We see jo Joseph's love for Mary. When everybody else would have put her down, he stayed true. You see, Mary's. You see. The, the magi and the shepherds had for the for the child but the biggest part of the love is you see the love of God for God so loved the world that his only begotten son that whosoever believeth everlasting life question is your love towards the one who loves you the most you know, Paul Paul said it best. Crucify with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. No, I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me, gave himself for me. Paul was who he was because God's love was poured out on him. And all he wanted to do was return it. You know, if you love him, then you're obedient. John said in 1 John chapter 5, verse 3, he said, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. The Bible tells us if my people. Humble themselves. Then will I hear from heaven. Be obedient. You want to show love? Have it.
that candles one more candle. It's usually white. It's the Christ candle. It goes right in the center. That Christ should be the center of our life. He is in the center of everything. This Christmas, what is your focus? Some people say, well, it's on, it's on. It should be on Christ. You focus on him, have him in the center of your life, your family will be right there with you. See, without him, you can't do nothing. Without him, there would be Christmas. Is Christ the center of your life? So church, this year during this season, be focused on Jesus. Yeah, with him, you have peace. With him, you have hope. With him, you have love. With him, you have joy. But he ought to be the center of everything. I'm going to close with these verses. Philippians chapter 2. says this, Wherefore, God has highly exalted him, and given him a name above which, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, and of the things in heaven and the things in the earth and the things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess Jesus Christ as Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to you this morning, Father, as we start this season of Christmas, Lord, we're putting up decorations. People are buying presents. Lord, we need to remember what this season's about. It's about the hope of a Savior. It's about the peace that only he can. It's about the joy of knowing him. And it's about the love he's given us. So, Father, Today is the day to be obedient and praise. Some who's lost their hope, they need to look to the one. So, Father, during this time of invitation, have your way. Thank you for being our Savior. Thank you for this season. Amen. As you stand to your feet, page 123.
time of year is a wonderful time if you make it that way you don't have to have be surrounded by tons of family because you have a family you have a father you have the son who truly loves you the christmas is what you make out of it it's how you celebrate the birth of the savior and i pray that you do celebrate the birth of the savior we can get caught up in the, the, the wrapping. We can get caught up in the presence and take our eyes off him. So most importantly, remember the center is Jesus Christ. I pray you have a wonderful week. Be sure you can join us on Wednesday night for Bible study. We're in the book of Ephesians. So be much in prayer. Remember our, our prayer requests this morning. Remember our, our, our announcements and the things we're taking. Just give us a call. We'll take care of it. We'll help you. If you know somebody uh, that uh, needs anything, let us know. Uh, working on trying to get some information to pass out to everybody. Should have that pretty soon. You just got to walk up and hang it and leave. But are we close to Eternal God, our Father, Master, we back in your presence once again to come this morning, Father, with humble hearts. So find this opportunity to be in your house today. <clears throat> what a joy it is to be able to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in the hearts and the lives of these individuals this morning. As we come together, Father, to worship you. Truly been good to be in your house today. Thank you again, Lord, for this opportunity, this privilege that we have to assemble together at the house of prayer. Father, I pray this morning as we start into the Christmas season that we truly won't lose sight of what Christmas is all about. And that is the birth of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Help us to realize this morning and what took place that had an impact on not only us but the whole world and help us more to be the child of God that you have us to be that we can go out and show that Lord that Jesus showed to us go with us today Father bless our church Father send us some new people send us some 
families that we've been praying for that we can see our little church begin to grow for your honor and glory. Father, just bless the ones that's so faithful to come in and out. And Father, bless us as we uh, minister to the sick and those that's outside of the church. Father, have your way in our hearts and lives this morning. Bless each one that's here today. Father, those that have problems in their lives, have troubles. We all have problems. We all have troubles. Help us to bring them to you. And Father, we'll do that. God, you'll take that burden away from us. Just bless us and have your way in our hearts and lives. When we leave here this morning, Father, just watch over us, protect us, build a hedge around each one of us of the protecting, saving blood of Jesus Christ. Master, that no harm, evil, hurt, pain, danger, demon, disease, or anything can break through and touch us and harm us in any way we pray. Go with us now and get Frank's back at the appointed time. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.